Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Do you want to mention to you Brent Ridge Ford? They've done such a great job selling their trucks and SUVs. They are in need of more. You can trade in your vehicle for an upgrade or sell it to them outright, whatever works best for you. Remember, if you order a 2023 truck from Brent Ridge Ford, your interest rate can be locked in as low as 3.99%. Call Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang, 780-352-6048. That is 780-352-6048. Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford Truck Authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. Uncle Milt, I'll see you in an hour and a half. I'll see you at three. Looking forward to heading out there today. All right, we just had George LaRock on the show talking a bit about the comments that Yessa Pugliarvi made uh, to a Finnish media member. Mark Spector uh, wrote off of that yesterday. And here is a quick synopsis of how that conversation ended with George LaRock. Let's let the team be a project. Right now, the oldest project is the cup. That's all we want, and we want players that's going to help us get there. So no more projects for the Oilers. Uh, the project is the cup. That comes to us from George. Quickly into the Ashley Fine Floors text line before we go to John Shannon for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling. Bob, I usually don't agree with vegans, but today I totally agree with George. Enough. That comes to us from Terrence in Speedy Creek. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Brandon from Windsor says, Love George speaks nothing but the truth. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, Pugliarvi is being thrashed for not being who he never was. He was a setup man, not a goal scorer. His shot is soft and straight. That's why goalies make so many great saves against him. Stop trying to set him up. Tell him whenever he sees somebody in the shooting situation, don't set up for a pass, crash the net, and rebound. Again, you can text the 780-496-0063. It's an interesting situation. And we got the the Pugliarvi defenders have come out since George said that. George George basically said he didn't like the fact that Jesse... It's interesting. And again, the comments were that. Let's bring for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling. We welcome back to the show John Shannon. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. Jesse talked uh, with Tommy Seppala about uh, you know being a top line player, and maybe the NHL isn't the league for him to be a top line player. He did talk about trying to. Uh, you know, be physical and check more. And uh, George is of the ilk that, uh, you know, the Oilers can't afford to deal with any more projects. they got to take the next step. Let's bring aboard John Shannon. John, what do you think? Well, I always, always give it to George for, uh, you know, stating what he thinks. Uh, the problem becomes, and you see this in all sports with different athletes of controversial levels, is that you see a glimmer of hope. And you wonder if that glimmer of hope gets it puts the player uh, in, in any sport, and in this case with Jesse and, and the Oilers, uh, puts him over the top and puts him in a position to succeed. And that becomes the real challenge. You know, have you seen anything, Bob, from him this year that says, okay, he's done, he's doing what he's supposed to do? And there, I would tell you, you might have had a handful of times in the uh, in the 25 or so games that the team has played. 
Well, here's here's the range of so we have some people are saying, hey, the clarity that George provided, the Oilers are in a win now mode. They they can't afford projects. They can't have a guy that's lacking offensive confidence. You know, and and again, tone is important here. I don't think Jesse was whining to Tommy Seppel. I think he was just saying, hey, I'm I'm not produced as a top line player. But th- this is this text here. Th- this this is the sort of thing that that frustrates. I'm going to read this. Jeff says, Bob, context is everything. Maybe he was humble about it. Tone is lost via text. Jeff, that's a fair comment in the text. Pool party is Yuri Letnin 2.0. That's what the texter says. A, a solid third line checker. No shame in that. Ask Cogliano. Well, Yuri Lettinen was not a third line player in his NHL career. No, he was one of the best two way forwards. Yes, Apoyarvi has never been close to Yuri Lettinen. That's established. And, that. and, and just got inducted into the Dallas Stars Hall of Fame and won the Silky Trophy. Now I, will, I don't think we're. I don't think we've ever thought that yes, Apoyarvi deserves a to be in the category of a Selkie Trophy winner, do we? What I would have said is two years ago when he came back, you wondered at 22, could he develop into a Yuri Lettinen type player? Strong two-way player. Two years later, it's not going that way. It's not headed that way at all. And that's, so to me, that's a false narrative that's been pushed out there by some. Uh, Lettinen scored 23 goals as a 20, well, as a 24-year-old. Um, 52 points as a 25-year-old, 31 goals as a 29-year-old in the NHL, 32 goals as a 33-year-old. I would block slap shots in the nude if that happened for Jessel Poliarvi at Edmonton. I would be so happy. At this stage, though, John, I got to tell you, I'm concerned. I don't, I don't think he's tracking to be a Yuri Lettinen type of player. What about you? No, certainly not. Uh, what I see is something that you kind of read between the lines in, in, in Mark's article and then I, I assume in the original translation, which I did not read. Uh, it, it, what you heard or, is you see apprehension, you know, particularly at times in the defensive zone. What should I do with the puck? Where is the puck going? You know, it, it, and the the problem now, Bob, is is that it's certainly the articles come out, but you know, when when you think of the three young guys on this team that were supposed to be the difference makers to get the team over the top, and they have what one goal between the three of them, maybe two goals between the three of them, and and, and Ryan who's hurt, uh, and and Yamamoto and Pulyarvi. I mean, there that's. Pogliarvi's not alone in all this, and I'm not, I'm not trying to avoid the Pogliarvi discussion because right. there's nothing, right, right now, there's nothing to really captivate me or elevate me to believe in Yessi Pogliarvi as a player, and because I'm not sure Yessi Pogliarvi believes himself as a player right now, and that becomes the real challenge. And that is kind of what George is saying. He's saying, I don't want to hear that from a teammate. Yeah, but George, but, George, but uh, you know, with all due respect to George, and George has a right to his yes. opinion, you know, I mean, you, you know, George, the, check the cap situation. That's the you know, other part of guarantee, it. Guarantee, you know, you know, should, you know, yes, he was signed to a one-year, $3 million contract. You know, it's guaranteed money. Um, you know, do you you can you can't afford, and and you've touched on this, Bob, plenty of times. You can't afford just to discard a 24 year old hockey player, and particularly one that that you think has some talent buried there. 
You can't do that in this league anymore because it, the system just doesn't allow you John, to do it. John, I got, I've got two texts this morning from guys in the league, both in the Western Conference that read that story yesterday and in prominent roles in their NHL organizations. And they both talked about the empathy for the player when they when they read that story and they, they see the comments that get translated. Um and and that being said, you know the the standard change again. Let's circle back to this. You and me, unfortunately, we've talked about Jesse too much over the last several years here in the show because you do two hits a week. When he was twenty, I was the one saying, "Everybody be patient, everybody relax." We got to and the Oilers got to take some ownership in some of the uh, challenges early in his career, right? Like they're, they, yep. they, the yep, the the club has. I work for the club. They didn't do a good enough job developing this. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't even like at times what's going on in Bakersfield right now. You know that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see a guy who scored two goals in 87 games in the American Hockey League playing on the power play ahead of Xavier Borgo. Like, I don't want to see that. Like, Xavier yeah. Borgo is a first-round draft choice that leads the team in goals, and we got a guy that's washed out in not one but two NHL organizations, and he gets called up from the coast, and he's on the power. I don't want to see that, right? So th- there's got to be some ownership there. There has to be some ownership there with Jesse at 18, 19, 20, 21. But mm-hmm. since he's come back, he was looking until basically January of last year, like, hey, Ken Holland was patient. This is going to work out. Yep. What the hell has happened here? That is a, that is the million-dollar question, isn't it? Between injury and illness, right? Between injury and illness and came back in March and it was, has never been the same player. Yeah. And and so you're going, oh, man. And, and, and let's face it, in the world we live in, um, it, it's, a, it's a world of instant results. You know, you can't hide players anymore whether it be even from the fans on social media or from the media or from other teams. Every game's televised, every game's covered, and and particularly in a hockey hotbed like Edmonton, every game is dissected 16 ways to Sunday. Yeah. So that becomes, that's a real challenge under these circumstances. I I would love to know, in, in Yes's mind, did he expect this interview to be used in Edmonton? You gotta know today, don't you? I, I I think so, but or or was this was this done in such a manner that yes, he was much more comfortable speaking Finnish, and then it would circle back into into Canada yeah. and into Edmonton. But it, you know, we have seen stranger things happen, Bob. We have seen stranger things happen. Well, I'll tell you what. If if if, if Marcus Lato, who who we saw earlier this year uh, in Carolina, and yeah. was well aware of Jesse's struggles at that time, it was a very different Marcus Lato this year when we saw him than when we saw him pre-pandemic uh, during the. I guess it would have been the. Was it the eighteen nineteen? It was the eighteen nineteen season. It was before Ken Holland got here, and it was a very different. Marcus Lato, because I think there was realization that his his client wasn't killing it here in Edmonton, and he's had opportunities to play with some pretty good players. Uh, now, conversely, there is a player, John. I would not have traded if I was GM. I would not have traded a, a, a Russian defenseman that wasn't good enough to crack my team that was going to be on a one way in the future for a Russian forward that couldn't make the St. Louis Blues. Ken Holland did, and he yeah. right now that's looking like a pretty good trade, and he looks like a guy that is comfortable in maybe playing further down the lineup and trying to find a way to move his way up. Your thoughts? 
Well, I, I had always been waiting for Clem Costin to show up in St. Louis, uh, I, you know, because there was so much hullabaloo. If you recall, on the draft floor, Doug traded uh, Ryan Reeves to Pittsburgh in order to get Clem Costin at that 30, 30th or 31st pick uh, in that first round. So f from that perspective, you know, the, somebody saw something in this guy. And the one thing you can't do is you can't teach size. And and Costin certainly has that. Uh, I liked what he did last night. Uh, I liked his physical play. Uh, albeit it was Arizona where you can, you know, you yeah. can. there are some liberties that you could probably get away with. But what you're seeing, I think, is a little bit of comfort uh, for Costin to play in this lineup and play a role and be the type of guy that I know that you like playing on this roster. Somebody's got a little bit of uh, sandpaper, correct? They need more of you-know-what and vinegar. Uh, yeah, you know, sure they do. I think we both agree on that. I mean, I got a guy out of Chicago that I think they need a guy that can kill penalties. It's a little bit bigger, that can skate, that finishes checks. There's a guy in Chicago that does that in the third line. He's been out with a back injury. And I frankly, you know what, if Costin's going to do that on the fourth line, maybe they don't need to go get a Like, I'm looking at McEwen in Philadelphia, and he's playing third line minutes, 13 minutes a game for the Flyers, thinking, how'd that guy look on the fourth line in Edmonton? But, yeah, I, you know, the thing is, is that you know, there, there's a little bit of, and, and I, I like Zach McEwen. I, you know, I, I, I always heard a lot about him because he's from Prince Edward Island, and Doug McLean would always be yapping about him. Um, but the, the thing about Zach is, is that the opportunities getting in Philly, he wouldn't get in. He wouldn't get anywhere else. Fourth line here. Fourth line here. Yeah, yeah. And 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 you wonder, you know, does it are you, are things exaggerated uh, out of control in in a situation like Philly because things are so bad in Philadelphia, and and what do they have to lose by playing Zach McEwen? But can he play on a team as fast as the Oilers? John, we're running against the clock here. It's one forty nine. It is uh, six thirty. Chad Santa's anonymous day. Uh, we're going to get you on Monday, and we're going to talk a bit about uh, uh, the Heritage Classic and broadcasting games like that. So we look forward to that when you join us on Monday's show. Okay, Bob. Thanks a lot, John. Right on. That's John. It's John Shannon. It's 149 in Edmonton. Royal Pizza, proud to support 630 Cheds, Santa's Anonymous. Right now at all Edmonton uh, area, uh, Edmonton Royal Pizza locations, there are Santa's Anonymous boxes where you can make donations. Plus, Royal Pizza currently has the festive special where you can purchase a $50 gift card with a $10 bonus with it, a bonus coupon. Royal Pizza still making it great. Everything's real at Royal. When we come back, we will get into this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. It's 153 at Edmonton. We are going to go to the Stay in Oilers history for New West Travel. Give the gift of travel. You can join Oilers now in Vegas to see the Oilers play the Golden Knights in January. Reach out to newwesttravel.com. We're going to go back to the state in uh, 1985. Um, <laughs> this was the 85 86 season, not the 84 85 season. Right. The 85 86 season. Yeah, that's when I realized that you can be really good at something and not necessarily win because that team was really good, as Brendan will uh, <laughs> illustrate with this next point. Well, Yari Curry opened the scoring with his 250th career NHL goal. The Oilers go on to beat the visiting Chicago Blackhawks 4-3 at Northlands Coliseum. Marty McSorley, a rare two-goal night, and Andy Moog secured the win in goal, brought the record uh, for the Oilers that year to 24-4. Hey. And they lost that year in seven to Calgary. The Steve Smith bank shot off Grant Fear. Fears he's saying, hey, I should have had that one. Um, 
Again, uh, thank you for all of you who participated in the interactive elements to the show, including our uh, 630 Ched Santa's Anonymous Day. And uh, you can be hearing more on this throughout the course of the afternoon coming up. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports Night. What's he got shaking? Well, he is live from Santa's Depot. Uh, Sean Fitzgerald from The Athletic, who's on the voting committee for the Northern Star Award, going to dig into why Marie-Philippe Poulain was this year's winner. Uh, you'll also hear from, uh, where are we here, Brendan Matthews on this Big Air World Cup at Commonwealth Stadium. I'm sure you've seen pictures of this giant ramp they've got descending down the uh, the seats there. So uh, Brendan Matthews will fill you in on that. Well, are they going to be more full in the Elks games there? for that? What do you think? I guess we'll see. Uh, again, today is Santa's Day on 630 Chet, inspired by a simple wish. You can see every child receive a new toy at Christmas. With your help, you can make this come true. You can donate to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous now by calling 587-855-1821 or visit santasanonymous.ca. Tomorrow's show... Elliot Friedman uh, from NHL Hockey and Rogers, courtesy of Abe's Door Service, and Bill Guerin, General Manager of the Minnesota Wild. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then 6.30 Chate Afternoons with Jay Lynn Nye. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Twice